Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the X Button Podcast, dude. You are here. You made it. You clicked on the thing. You accepted the thing. You subscribed to the thing. You did a review on the thing. I, I get it. I appreciate you guys being here with me on this wonderful Wednesday. And you know what that means? Yes, you're right. It's officially the worst day of the week. You know how we you know how we do it on this episode on this podcast. We you know how we do it here. There's two days that always suck and it's always Wednesday and it's sometimes Thursday. Even though Thursday is technically Friday or uh, pre-Friday. And that's what we call it here cuz we like to keep our days fun. But uh actually I, I think I mean Tuesday and Wednesday are the ones that suck because they're sandwiched in between all the decent days. I know a lot of people are like Mondays or Monday's days and I'm like no. Fuck that. Mondays aren't the worst day of the week. You get a fresh start. Everything's fresh. You might be back at your job you hate. You might be, uh, it might be the end of the weekend, but still you're, you're starting a new start every Monday and it's, that's what you should take it as. How are you guys doing? I hope everybody is having a great week. Uh, you know how we do it here. We like to talk about how time flies and damn is tie, tie fly. Damn is tie fly. Uh, we are officially, and I meant to touch on this a while back. And I'll probably spend the first uh, quarter or at least the first half of the episode talking about it. We 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 hit a little we hit a little one year uh, anniversary that I forgot to mention last Friday because I'm a buffoon. Last Friday was our one year anniversary of the podcast, baby, and I'm late to announce it. But yes, this is going to be titled the one year anniversary of the X Button Podcast alongside other things, and boy. It's been a journey. Let me take a sip of my chalky milk. Hold on. Ooh, gulp. Ooh, 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 gulp. So, you know what? So, you know what? So, you know what? So, you know what? So, so, anyways, uh, I'm wasting a lot of time. I'm sorry. But, yeah, it's been one year. And over that one year, we have hit a round. I think we're on the brink of 3,000 total plays uh, over our first year, which is awesome. Let me double check. Let me double check. Uh, one second, double checking, double second, double checking, one second. Uh, yeah, we are on the brink of 3,000 plays. Um, the audience has gone up and down, obviously. It's uh, it's a new podcast. Not many people know about it. I haven't been on a, a crazy ad campaign, but I just trust that you guys are recommending to friends and just showing it the love it deserves. I hope you guys appreciate the podcast and just kind of spread the wealth, man, spread the love and spread gaming more importantly. You know what I'm saying? I've always just come on here to promote the idea of gaming, share it with your family, share it with your parents, share it with your friends, your girlfriends, your boyfriends, your partners, whatever, dude. I, I think there's so much, so many options in gaming that you can't go wrong with choosing something, you finding something my dad, for example, found GTA 5. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. He literally plays it like every day. My mom dove into uh, Candy Crush when that was a big craze. She's on like level 3000 or something now. Something insane. And I'm just like, that's gaming. Even though it doesn't feel like gaming, mobile stuff and whatnot, that's still gaming. Um, and I feel like a lot of people can fall into these different things. that are like, oh, I'm not a gamer, but they'll spend hours and hours and hours and money and money and money on these mobile games or some other form of game and try to say they're not a gamer. You are a gamer. Everybody's a gamer. And that's the good thing about gaming. 
even if you're not into gaming, you're a gamer of some sort. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot out there to experience. A lot of good options. Like I, I even got my mom into snipper clips at one point during the pandemic. And we were able to play co-op and just have fun on that puzzle game. And then obviously my brother got, my older brother got a Switch. And then we got into, um, what do you call that? Picross, of course. And obviously, obviously the mainstream games we put each other on and stuff. Uh, there's so many, so many experiences out there you can have. You can go cry with The Last of Us. You can go be bored with Ghost of Tsushima. You can do, you can, uh, go be disappointed with Cyberpunk. You can, you can, uh, have an amazing time on Elden Ring, obviously. Like, there's a lot of options out there. And yes, I was a jab at Gru, but there's a lot of options out there. I don't really think Ghost is that bad, but there's a lot of options out there. And if you love somebody, if you have somebody, if you don't have somebody, Go pick up a new game. Go try something new. Spread the wealth. And that's all I promote on this podcast. If you hate or love this podcast, all I ask is that you share the love of gaming with other people. Spread it and uh, enjoy it. That's that's what it's mainly meant at the end of the day for. So, uh, yeah, whether you like the podcast or hate the podcast, find something you love to do, even if it's not gaming. And uh, I'm, I'm broadening this point as we go on. But yeah, this year has been amazing. I thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, this is a smaller operation right now. I had I have every intent to grow. So um, this train isn't stopping anytime soon. I've said that at the 100th episode. I've said that at the 200th episode. This is going to keep going. And the fact that you guys have been sticking with me, the fact that uh, the loyal listeners have been here, the fact that we're still picking up new listeners. I mean, recently we picked up a bunch and I'm like, this has been awesome. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's glad that I actually get to do this and, and be part of this experience, be part of your day. Um, even if it is for just a 15 minute spot, like most likely today is going to be, or, you know, a 20 minute, 30 minute, hour, hour and a half, however uh, long you like. We have it here on the X Button Podcast. We talk about everything. We talk about movies. We did script readings before. We've done off-topic episodes. We've done. Uh, we've made our own games in the form of Let's Make, uh, our Let's Make series, where we just get to talk and brainstorm up ideas, like the one we did for Pokemon Ultimate. There's a lot of things on this podcast that we offer, and hopefully, you found an episode you like. Uh, if you you can feel free to just go through and read some of the titles. Some of the episodes are based on current news events. So don't get discouraged by some of those. Obviously, there still is good content there, and it is what it is. But I think overall, I think that even just like gaming, this podcast has something for everybody. There's something out there you'll like on this podcast. I I like to think, uh, even though we do some news episodes here and there, we do timeless episodes here and there, too. Uh, For instance, we did an episode that is a beginner tips, tips and tricks for Elden Ring. And that is one of the ones I'm proud of for sure. Uh, it seems like a lot of people love that episode and definitely got a lot of uh, feedback from it. So, yeah, go check out something on the podcast. Look through the the episodes. You'll find something. Uh, maybe something you missed too. And it's, it's just all there. So uh, my plan, my goal for the future is to keep making gaming content, keep uh, growing, keep expanding this podcast to something bigger and bigger and bigger. And we'll be there We'll, we'll be at a point where we'll have a huge community and that's my goal. Like that's, that's my vision. And if you want to know how we're going to get there, just keep, keep on, keep on listening, keep on following, keep on spreading the love. 
And uh, yeah, we'll be there in no time, boys and girls. I feel like this year has been a year of progress. There's many things that happened during this year that I never really thought would happen. First of all, getting 3,000 listens, um, even if it is like over 252 <laughs> episodes, it's still a ton. I mean, that's that's many, many listens and uh, crazy, man. It's It's insane how much attention and just people consuming the content being here as fans of gaming and fans of the podcast and just fans of you know what we do here as a whole what gaming is as a whole and just entertainment as a whole um i appreciate you guys is all i'm trying to say Uh, i'm not going to keep babbling on about the about uh our first year but it has been an amazing ride so far um I really enjoy doing 100 episodes, let alone 200. Uh, and this is the 253rd episode, I believe. Um, which annoys me, actually, because I think 53, 52, 51. That means uh, <laughs> episode 250 would have been the one-year anniversary. So, uh, uh, uh. weird things have happened on this on this podcast, too, which is so weird, man. So freaking weird. Uh, for instance, episode 222 was on February 22nd, 2022. 2222 on 2222. What are the odds of that? What are the odds of the first year uh, where I, the day I started to the, the last day of the year that I actually did a podcast was episode, I think it was episode 100 or 200, I believe. It might have been 200. Yeah, 200. So that landed right on. Uh, 123121. So it's weird. <laughs> this podcast has amazing timing. It's insane. Uh, that is one of the that is one of the weirdest things. The the lineup of episodes landing on certain days is crazy. And um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep going. De- definitely gonna keep on trucking. No problem. Uh, we're definitely gonna keep expanding. We're gonna keep spreading the love, and we're gonna keep on keeping on. Today, now that that's aside. Uh, I originally thought we were going to be doing maybe some news, but I think actually, well, we won't uh, timestamp this one. I think we can just kind of let this ride uh, since it's our one year anniversary episode and we can kind of talk about games as a whole and what makes a great game. And I think that's a solid question. Obviously, when you're when you're looking at the entirety of gaming, what makes a great game? Uh, let's look at like the top games of all time real quick, because you know, Elden Ring is one of the more recent examples of a game to kind of come out and shine and revolutionize things. And uh, at the same time, I also merit Horizon Forbidden West to kind of revolutionize, like I said in the review, side questing, um, just overall design. It feels like that's going to be the future of open world gaming. While Elden Ring brought in even more mechanics, uh, more design choices, a variety of scope that they kind of brought in that game to where. It might be another pillar of what open world games are going to be in the future. Um, But let's look at the best games of all time. And let's just talk about them, brother. Let's just talk about games on this episode. Let's talk a little bit. Um, All right, let's, (laughs) since we do Metacritic so damn much, let's talk about what are the best games of Metacritic. So, the best scoring, and this is according to Game and Game Spot. So, 
uh, by Darren Bonthu, Bonthuis. I apologize for pronouncing your name wrong. I'm 100% sure I did. Um, but we are talking about the best games of all time according to Metacritic. And this is a, a article written by Darren. So go check this out if you are interested in reading more on these because I'm not going to be reading anything he's really saying. I'm going to just note on the games he's listing and uh, kind of talk about them. So what makes a great game? I think it has to have what I always talk about, and this is separate from the article, so uh, don't come at me, Darren. Um, I think a great game has to have a couple things. It needs to have character, um, first of all. It needs to have heart. It needs to have that thing I always talk about where you go into a game and you feel like you're in the world. Not necessarily uh, needing full immersion, but more so... Just needing to be something that you can believe. Something that you go into a, a building and you feel like it's been lived in. Or you, you go into an area and you feel like there was a war there. Or it feels like there were remnants of things. Or um, you know, NPCs are aware of their outside surroundings and not just going, Okay, what do you want? You know, da-da-da-da-da, get out of my way. Uh, instead, they're like, oh my god, Godric's going crazy right now uh, we need we need to do something about this you know or like in some open world games where you're walking around you hear chatter about things um Final Fantasy 7 remake was an amazing example of that where you go in that game and you're walking around and you're hearing people talking about the plate above and how you know for example some of it got damaged and uh all you know they're, they're literally as you walk through the city you kind of get tidbits on people's opinion of different things in the world and it's not just oh hey what are you doing uh, thank you da, 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 da. it's like man i'm really worried my house got destroyed by the plate da, 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 da. like you hear these kind of things as you're walking around and it adds to that immersion and i think immersion might be one of the bigger things i guess um to gaming as a whole where you can kind of get lost and just sit down play a game and you look back at your clock and notice that it's an hour later, two hours later, three hours later, and it felt like 10 minutes. And that is what, it, that, that's kind of what makes a great game. Um, something that can make time kind of disappear and make you get invested fully into what's going on. And obviously that's by your own opinion. It doesn't have to be any of these games on this list or anything. It has to be based on what you think is good. And that's the great thing about gaming. There's many opinions out there. Like I've, Never gotten into Ninja Gaiden, but people love that game. Um, it's tougher, so obviously uh, more difficult, savvy games or gamers are going to be interested in that. And then obviously, like the more popular ones, like Legend of Zelda, Mario, Tony Hawk, Grand Theft Auto, they're all things that are going to be more universally targeted in a way, um, and they're going to service a larger crowd. But that doesn't necessarily make them great. Uh, obviously, this is all subjective. So so at the end of the day, a good game is what you think is a good game, basically. Uh, and that's the cop-out. But I, I do believe that like, when you're looking at the best games of all time, there are things that kind of make them undeniably great. And I think people with open minds, at least, can look at a game and go, okay, it's not for me, but I can definitely see why people like it. Like, <clears throat> like at the very least, I don't like the gameplay but the world is actually crazy or like, you know, it, it, the world actually has a lot of depth and um, immersion and just things that are visually pleasing. Um, 
or or just like they're unique, like Cuphead, for example, where the art style stands out, but it's a very difficult game. It's a side-scrolling game. It might not be for you in two, three, four, maybe five different ways, but it is. You can kind of look at it and go, okay, this is drastically unique, and people obviously love it. Like at least a, a big amount of people love it to the point where it's being talked about a lot. Um, it gives it something, you know, it, it does make it to where like, okay, what, what, that is a great game. It's just not for me. Uh, I think it's when you kind of have those moments too, if you are an open-minded gamer, <laughs> um, you can kind of have that talk in your head of like, yeah, I, I, I might want to try it out or maybe there's something I'm not seeing, or maybe there's, there's things I'm not understanding about, uh, what they're doing, or maybe I didn't give it enough, a good enough chance. And this is just my own Maybe it's my own personal projection uh, because that's kind of what I go through. I go through like I look at Castlevania, for example, and it's a beloved series. And I'm just like, why is it so loved? I never really played it. Let me dive in. I dove in on it on PS4 and I was like, this is amazing. It actually plays really well. It's like a side scrolling Dark Souls game. Uh, obviously, it's Castlevania. So it set the bar for a lot of what we get nowadays. Um, but to hop into that, you definitely see the character. You see the flavor. You see the the heart. You see the 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 art design. You see the enemies being uh, cr- like creepily walking towards you. You hear the music kind of thumping. Uh, your attacks like really loud and and uh, like Rick uh, Richter like his chain noises when he's like like hitting and stuff. Uh, that all that ambient stuff going on in that game makes it great, I think. And similar to like <clears throat> a more modern example. Horizon Forbidden West is one of the best AAA experiences I think I've ever had. One of them. And when I think about that game, I'm like, what makes that special? And I go, okay, well, it's how big the world is, obviously. Uh, How dynamic the world is to where you're walking around and you notice small things in, in some games that are like, okay, that doesn't look right. Or there's a little uncanny valley there. Or, uh... This looks great, but obviously I'm looking at this this texture that's just like a white block on the ground. Obviously, I'm still I'm still in a game. That game, while it does have like some jagged gameplay at times, if you're standing still, the game looks flawless. The game looks amazing, immaculate. It looks like a painting. And that is due to the the leaves blowing in the wind, the birds chirping the machines gearing up in, in the background. Um, Aloy kind of talking to herself, just like living. You can hear her like exhale or just like breathe. And it's like small detail. Um, that kind of detail can bring you in. It can make you feel like you're in the world. And without that, you do get experiences where you might be like, okay, this is amazing, but, um, maybe I'm not pulled in enough. Um, and I, I think this is, is a more of a modern take. I don't think it's something that like has always been there. Obviously, if you're looking at a two, uh, a two D Mario game, you're not going to be like, Oh my God, I can feel the blocks that he's hitting. Like it doesn't need to always be that. But I think, um, in modern times, that is something that kind of makes something great. Um, but let, let's look at examples that don't have that just like Mario. Uh, I think when that got, when they got their start, it was more of a, Obviously, arcade, um, they kind of relied on the fun aspect and made it to where the game loop itself is actually entertaining. Um, something that is actually not too punishing, not something that's going to kill your momentum really fast. Uh, it is simple. It's like, okay, 
you run a little bit, you get hit by the Goomba, boom, you're right back at the beginning of the level immediately. Not really, not really a lot of downtime, nothing to really kind of shake your spirit. And it's, it's instead of running into the Goomba again, you jump and it's kind of like you kind of teach yourself how to play Mario. Uh, they don't, they tell you how a little bit, how to play at certain points, but like for the most part, that is like a self-taught game for the most part. Um, unless you're playing some of the more modern new ones, there are many different mechanics now that make it a very different game. But if you look at Mario Odyssey, that game had a lot of, a lot of character, at least it had a lot of, uh, Mario-esque design in terms of just level design, level world building. Uh, the fact that there is a Donkey Kong, uh, level in that game and you know Mario kind of got to start through a Donkey Kong game uh, much you you know using the red bars and the barrels and stuff they had an ode to that in a big way in that game and it was like it was something that you never really pictured with Mario uh, of course it is tied to it uh, it's not like so foreign to Mario as a whole I'm just saying it feels like once you saw that you're like holy shit they're actually tying in this game I played personally as a child, which was Donkey Kong for the Game Boy, and which I'm sure obviously people probably played it more in uh, arcades or something. But uh, yeah, just the fact that they did that, it was it was adding to the world. And I think I'll be honest, I think this discussion is a lot longer than what I'm doing here today. Uh, but uh, this is kind of like a brief a brief ex- explanation on what I think makes a great game. Um, to get, to get down to bullet points, I think immersion, I think um, the gameplay loop needs to be rewarding. And I'm not going to go to the extent of saying not punishing because certain games need to be punishing. Uh, for instance, like Dark Souls or Elden Ring or even, which you might not agree with, Mario. The old school Marios. If you look at those, you are you need to get through the level. There's no difficulty at all. You just literally go from start to finish and... If you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. If you die, you restart at the beginning. For uh, some of them, you have to. You can restart like halfway through or whatever. Um, but the goal is to get to the end of the level, and I think that basic design is stretched out and expanded on in Dark Souls and Elden Ring uh, to a massive extent. Um, so that gameplay loop is rewarding and it can be seen in different ways. Obviously when you're looking at an arcade game, you're looking at high scores, you're looking at, uh, points, uh, in certain other games like call of duty, you're looking at kills, you're looking at uh, even more scores, I guess. Um, but the gameplay can't be to where you're just getting dominated nonstop. And I think that might be where some people fall off dark souls and Elden ring, where you might want to, not really approach that game like any other game. It's not really something that is meant to be um, like Call of Duty or something that you can kind of just pick up and play and, and go and get where you want to go and get the satisfaction you want immediately. That one is a slow burn, and that is like a... It's just a different experience. Um, I'll be honest. <laughs> I've kind of lost track of where I've been going with this conversation. Um, so what makes a great game immersion, I've said. Uh, the gameplay loop can be punishing. I think it needs to have a unique element, like some, some type of something to make it different. I think, uh, I think that definitely helps. Um, maybe, th- maybe this just helps with making a better game. Doesn't necessarily mean the best game, I guess. Um, but I think what makes certain games stand out, like if you look at portal, that world is so much different than, um, 
than Overwatch, right? Like that's that's so different. Um, but they're they're massively unique to a lot of different experiences you kind of run into. Um, obviously, there are things that will copy these originals, but it, it does it does feel like certain things do come and go, and certain things do kind of stand the test of time. Like how Metal Gear Solid, for example, is a it is basically a a military combat game, right? Stealth game, rather. Um, and I don't get me wrong; I absolutely love these games. I'm not hating on it. Um, but on paper, it, that's what it is. It's just a stealth military game. Uh, there have been other games that do like do shit like this. Like I think Splinter Cell was kind of like it. Um, other other games were like this example. Um, but what made it special? I mean, you had these bosses, right? You, you remember like the B? Uh, I think his name was Killer B. You had uh, obviously Liquid Snake. You had Psychomantis. You had um, the the four women that were in Metal Gear Solid Four. I forgot their names. Um, pretty sure they were named after uh, animals or creatures. And um, you kind of remember these experiences, like the the boss that you can kill. I think it was the B guy. Um, you can kill him in a cutscene. During a cutscene, before you even fight him, and you can go there and he'll be dead, or you can go to his boss fight, and since he's so old, you can quit the boss fight, change the clock on your PS2, and he'll be dead when you log back in. Like small things like that, it's unique, risk-taking things that can kind of make your game stand out even further. And I think that's what really launches some of these experiences into the stratosphere of being like a stark, different thing. Um, to the point where it is beloved, beloved, um, and I, I like to to its credit, even Dark Souls, that one was not the most conventional. Like I said, it's something; it's a slower burn to get to the reward you want. Where some people want that immediate satisfaction, some people can kind of appreciate it more if it's like delayed and you get it later. Um, I understand that like that game's not for everybody, but it is a unique experience in the sense that it will kick your ass. Uh, not, it's not the only hard game out there, but it definitely is a game that is like, it's not the easiest and it's not the most, um, it doesn't really explain much either in terms of gameplay, in terms of anything. It just kind of goes, okay, here, hold circle to run, you know, R1, light attack, R2 is a heavy attack. You can double hand it. Good luck. And that's really all it tells you. Your goal in that game is to kind of go find things go go basically fill in the gaps and find the tutorials that you don't have uh, learn the things by firsthand experience oh uh this boss door let me go in here he fucked me up <laughs> okay i need to take it a lot more slow i need to figure out these attacks or it'll be like uh hey what's over here oh it's a it's a uh it's a, a what do you call it it's like a floor that breaks out from under you and you die like it's a trick okay don't go over there like it's it's all about learning in those games and uh, it's unique to gaming as a whole. I don't know what your guys' favorite games are, but feel free to write in to the description on the podcast. Uh, or, <laughs> sorry, uh, write into the email on the description uh, of the podcast. Feel free to let me know. Um, this is obviously, obvious, obvious, obviously a bigger discussion. Um, so <laughs> this is just me brainstorming, babbling. I apologize if it's just so not put together, but... I definitely will put together a tighter episode, maybe we, maybe even with some guests, because I feel like this is a much bigger discussion. I might actually save this for episode 
I might save this for 300. Um, that'll be a, that'll be a good, dis- good description. Hmm, weird. Uh, a good discussion for that episode and kind of wrap up our 300 episodes. Um, I'll have some guests on for that and we can just dive into it. Obviously this is just brainstorming. So don't take any of it to heart if it is uh, negative or you're offended. Um, and obviously, if you just didn't get anything from this, I apologize. Uh, like I said, it is just kind of brainstorming. And uh, you knew that by the title, okay? I'm, I apologize. You clicked on it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And we spent 30 minutes today together. So I appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate you guys listening. And I will see you guys back tomorrow for more gaming content. Uh Hopefully, I think the Tiny Tina Wonderland reviews should be lifted in the embargo um, tomorrow. And some other stuff, too. I believe more games are coming out on Friday. So look out for review coverage (laughs) Um, and seeing what Metacritic and all these sites think about these games. And hopefully we can get a scope on what's going to be the next thing to kind of catch our eye, catch our ear. Or if there is something that got reviewed negatively or not at all, or you just don't even want to look at the reviews um, go play it and email the, the podcast so we can hear about it ourselves. I appreciate you guys checking this out and I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for one amazing year. Bye.